Hello and welcome to Final Gravity, the supplementary episode to your usual program called By the Mash Tun. I'm Mike Harrison Wood. I'm Carl Noble. And we have a special guest today. Yeah, we do. Hello. Hello. My name's James Moore. Hello. Hi, James. Hello. How are you doing? What do you do? What do I do? Uh, Well, I mostly drink in your pub, um, (laughs) but I also like to drink beer. But uh, I'm here today uh, because I have my own little challenge, which I try and do, which is uh, I follow this wonderful book called 1001 Beers You Must Try Before You Die. And I'm heading towards 400 now. So I've tried a lot of different styles of beer. So I'm here to help uh, taste some beers and see what I think. Yes. So check out James's YouTube channel. Yes, just go, just go on YouTube and look for 1001 Beers You Must Try Before You Die and you will see my uh, lovely face pop uh, up. Nice. It, it's, it's a hell of a challenge. Like, uh, uh, it is. It, uh, have you found um, or not found any of the beers that you've been looking for? Are they difficult to get a hold of? Yeah, so I know for a fact there are some beers which are no longer made. Um, so I, I have to make a decision later on what I'm going to do with those. I think I may try and find, if, if the brewery's still intact, I'll find the nearest beer, which they do. Okay. Because uh, it should be roughly along the same lines. Uh, some, brewer- some breweries have gone out of business. Ooh. So I've managed to find, luckily I found some beers that are like the last bottles they made. So, do, uh, do you have to like eBay or something uh, like that? No, I, I, there's a brilliant website called Beers of Europe, which has just tons and tons of beers, right, there, okay. which I use quite a lot. Um, I've been to... Uh, the USA for this, Germany, Belgium. Uh, Specifically for this challenge yeah. or just for holiday? Or? Uh, I've usually done it as part of it. Right, okay, uh, commitment, uh, love it. Italy and Iceland. Wow, so, uh, so it's helping you see the world oh, as and well. North, and Northern Ireland as well, yeah. So I've, I have seen parts of the world and I've done um, my favourite. If you, if you want to have a look at the best one I've done so far on, on YouTube, yeah. it's Beer Review 100, where we reviewed the Icelandic beer from the book. Uh, in the brewery with a member of the brewery staff oh, so wow. it's pretty good um so it's been it's been an interesting challenge and before i started doing it there were certain beer styles which i hated yeah. and i now really really like so i hated dark <laughs> beer i hated dark beer before i started reviewing right, okay. this, this but now i just love dark beer so much and through this through the book as well i've started actually to have an appreciation for saisons because yeah. i've realized actually the original saison styles from belgium and if you drink the sort of the really really good ones i think the best one i've had so was saison dupont which is a classic uh saison they're really really nice whereas i don't necessarily like some of the newer newer wave english saisons which right. are kind of uh i don't think it works on cask at all as an example okay um so yeah it's been a really really interesting experience and um yeah and keep on going until i hit 1001 i guess are you, are you going through it alphabetically or <clears throat> no just... so i so i initially started with a random number generator right and then, and then, <laughs> <laughs> I, pragmatic that worked, that worked for a while until i just sort of struggled to get hold of beers so now it's just what i can find right uh, okay and there's place there's things i've just found in the middle of nowhere like for instance um when i was in uh the inn at home at newbury i found on the top shelf i had the one beer from palestine right. that was there just randomly so um <laughs> okay. there are there are these random uh beers i just find you know i was in the next head one time and there was a beer on cast yeah. there which i need to review so so i reviewed it there and then with uh with bear jones so um oh, excellent uh that was just uh so it's just it's opportunist or what i can order online generally yes yeah Nice. Well, say it's a hell of a challenge, like yeah, yeah. It's really, really interesting. Uh, it's 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 kind of it's kind of got that kind of collector's feel to it when you got that kind of collector mania. Yeah, to actually, yeah, you've yeah. got to you got to collect them all. It's a bit like beer Pokemon, where you got to collect them all and you got to try them all. And I would say most of them have been really nice. Some of them have been absolute dog shit, <laughs> um, if I'm honest. So you know, I think well, the, it's got there are some beers in the book which are there as kind of markers of 
historic beer production. Right, so, okay. So beers that are there that are not that exciting by today's standard, but are still really nice. So it's had yeah. beers like Exmoor Gold in there, which is the first sort of mass market production gold nail in Britain, and Sam Adams Boston Lager, which is by today's standard not very yeah. interesting, but yeah. at the time it, it was blazing a trail across America yeah. along with uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale and uh, Angostine beer. So there are these, mm. these sort of historic beers that are in there that actually are still really good beers. Uh, but I've also had to drink um, Budweiser, not the not the Budweiser <laughs> version, uh, uh, Red Stripe. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, Marlson's Pedigree, which in a bottle is just awful. Yeah. Um, and just some beers that are just have flavours in them that really shouldn't be in beer. Yeah. Uh, the, the one thing I don't like about beer is beer that's just too sweet. Yeah, far no, too sweet. Fair and there are some beers in there are, that are just horrendously sweet, and I just don't like them. Um, most of the beers have been really good, though. I've just, I think the best one so far has been by a brewery called Ballast Point in yeah. the USA, and it's one called Victory at Sea, and it's a, a coffee, vanilla, chocolate style, oh, and good. it's just incredible. Um, so, yeah. Oh, Look excellent. out for a bottle of that, I guess. I've already drunk it. <laughs> but look, if you, if you find it, yes, yes. if you find it, buy it, because it's amazing. Cool. But, uh, okay. I had to get I bought that when I was in the USA. Cool. have to give it a go. So one question. Are you willing to try four beers that aren't on your list <laughs> made by us two? Yes, but only but only for a trade-off of you, you two also drinking four of the beers I need to review later. All right. Deal. Is that, is that acceptable? Yeah, yes. yeah. That, okay. Excellent. All right. Shall I go get the first one? Please yeah, do. Good idea. So first up, we have something I made quite a while ago. It is a black IPA. At 5.5%. Uh, so you've got uh, just a hint of dark malt in there. Just just enough to make it black without masking the flavour too much. And hopped with Chinook and Olicana, I believe. Ooh. And Yen USO5 yeast. So, what do you think? Okay, so... <clears throat> So, uh, so this is how well, how I'd normally review a beer on on, on my YouTube series. Is. So first, I'd look at the, you, now you can't see on this podcast what it looks like, but it is essentially, uh, and it, well, it's got quite a lot of uh, fizz to it. But it's not entirely dark. But black IPAs aren't always entirely uh, opaque, so it looks like a kind of like crusted ruby red and a kind of a sort of a porter. So smell Get quite a lot of hop on yeah. the smell. I think. Yeah, there, um, not too much maltiness. There is quite a lot of uh, head there to aid the smell. Yes. Uh, I don't know what happened. I normally carb quite low in bottles, uh, mm-hmm. whereas for some reason this one's gone mental. So that's that's part of the bottling process. It's possibly just your pouring style. It might you are, be my you are pretty style. maverick with yeah. your pouring <laughs> yeah, style. I, 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 speed is of the essence normally. But, but, the proof, carry on. but the proof in the black IPA pudding is the black IPA drinking. So let's give it a go. Mm. Big swig. Okay, so initially I get actually get the malt. I get the malt on the first taste. Um, not so much hop. It smells more hoppy than it tastes. Um, it is tasty. It's a little bit thin, um, okay. I would say, uh, if I can be honest. What's, <laughs> what, 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 what was the percentage of this one? 5.5. 5. Okay. It doesn't taste like 5.5 5 for a start. So that, is that, I think I point in its favour, because uh, actually I find the, the taste of overwhelming booze can mask a lot of sins mm. this has got more flavors of actually what flavors you want to come out in a beer so you actually got the taste of the malt and the taste of the hops which i can now taste sort of swimming around my mouth so yeah mm. i say overall pretty good as a black ipa it does taste like a black ipa thank you very much um it doesn't taste like a stout or a porter it doesn't taste like a sort of a standard yeah. ipa either so good 
Yeah, it's got uh, the long dry finish that I was looking for. That was that was something that I was actively trying to achieve. Was was that uh, really high IBU combined with quite a sort of a, a th- that little touch of the roasted malt, yeah, which uh, gives just a, a finish that you can linger on for quite a while. Yeah, no, it's really nice. Like initially, you do get that like you know the, the the dark malt in it, and it's like that's absolutely fantastic, and that that bitterness that just lingers all the way through. The aftertaste really is lovely. Yeah, a really nice aftertaste. Really nice, sort of that malty bitterness uh, with with the hops as well. I think the combination of the two really gives a really nice aftertaste. I'm, yeah, I'm enjoying just the taste of it in my mouth from even after I took a sip a little while ago. So yeah, no. So yeah, uh, as far as I remember, the brew day was fairly uneventful. So no lessons learned other than yeah black ipa is nice yeah i mean i imagine my floor probably got wet at some point <laughs> it uh, always does. but, but no, actually today well i say today but today it didn't yeah so, like, like no moisture on the floor at all congratulations thanks right um, that's the first beer should we have another one yeah i think that's a good idea okay next up we've got the tropical pale ale now if you remember correctly this is the uh pale ale that i added an entire bottle of pineapple-infused rum into. Not so, just ordinary pineapple, though, was it? Not just ordinary pineapple. It wasn't pineapple. Marks and Spencer's no, pineapple, No, it was either. barbecued pineapple yeah. infused in rum and then a whole bottle of that into the beer. It was uh, then put into a cask, which was served at a party, and uh, pretty much all of it went, which was good. Good to see. And uh, this is one of those bottles. So one of the things I'm super keen to try is how it's changed since then. Interesting. All right, James, you want to have a... Okay, so first. so looking at it, it looks just like a tropical pale ale. It looks, you know, it's slightly hazy, looks very summery, um, nice bit of sort of fizz to it. Uh, so that yeah, looks great. Nothing much else to say about that. Kind of orangey coloured. Let's go for the smell. There is a good pineapple note to it, actually. Pineapple and hops. Probably wouldn't say any malt at all. And the taste... Yeah, very mellow. It's like um, you might be confused to think there's no alcohol in it. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think there is. It, ta- yeah. it tastes a bit like pineapple juice. Yeah, which is okay. good. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's a very, very nice beer. The uh, bottle of rum did bump up the ABV, so it was quite low. Uh, took it up to four point five. So it's not it's not crazy, but it's um, it's some. Mm. Uh, I am noticing personally a huge drop in the pineapple character from fresh out the cask yeah so i'm i'm, I'm noticing that like the, the pineapple is definitely there um but i'm getting more i don't know more of the kind of barbecue smoke than i am the pineapple now then now then now if then. you remember correctly uh from the episode i did actually put just a small touch of smoked malt oh. in the uh, uh i do remember that bill the purpose of which was to sort of emphasise those barbecue mm. rum, barbecued pineapple rum flavours, and yeah. it's possible that that has lingered longer than the rum. Yes, sort of yeah, possibly. Um, rather than complementing, it's sort of overtaken. Yeah, I think this is this is definitely a beer that um, was better served quickly. Mm. I think it's it's still very nice, it's still very refreshing, but I think. Like originally, when we first tried it, just after it had finished, it was, you know, the flavours were so much more intense. Yeah, and now getting more smoke in it, even without that sort of intense flavour, it's still a nice reminder as I look outside at the grey sky that summer was once here. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and it was here for so long. It was. It was. <laughs> okay, well, should we uh, 
Should we move on to the next one? Yeah, let's let's go. Let's do that. Right. Okay, so uh, this is one that we've um, just pulled off the keg. And I, have we tried this yet? I think we tried it a little bit at some point. Yeah. Uh, but th- th- this is our pancake beer. So this is literally just a mix of loads of different grain that I had left over. Uh, so if I remember correctly, we had uh, some marisotta, some oats, some caramel crystal malt, pilsner malt, Munich malt, caro aroma, and biscuit malt. Just to just, just to go mental. It. And then a load of hops that went into it as well. Yeah, I remember being excited by this. Yeah, Columbus, Eldorado, Galaxy, and Nelson Salvine. So nice. it's it's gonna be a crazy mix. So yeah. and what was the yeast again? Uh the yeast I think was probably just uh, um just USO five. I think probably just a USO five or I don't think I'd have used a California ale yeast mm. for that. So yeah. Like James, what are you Okay, so so it looks the the colour I can't really describe. It's almost like um, it's almost like a slightly like a much darker version of uh, uh, what's that Italian uh, orange drink? The uh, the 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 uh, the aperol, right? Right. It looks like a very dark version. It looks like contrast. Well, the smell is like spiced apple and vanilla. Almost. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> crazy. Um, I just can't. The, the smell is so complex. So <laughs> I, I'm going to have to go for the taste and see what it's, it's all about. It's a good idea. Um, yeah, the carbonation's. Uh, I, d- I don't know what's happened to the keg in in transit, but it's. Uh, uh, well, it's just been sat. Uh, it's had no top pressure on, so it'll have just kind of dissipated somewhat. Mm. Okay, it doesn't taste like it smells. <laughs> um, That's it's good. Ha- it's got a very strong rye taste to it. Um, quite bitter. Um. It's got almost. I've almost got the front of my mouth quite a clean taste, but the back of the mouth quite a bitter, a bitter roast okay. to it. Um, I think I like it. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you want from a pancake beer. Yeah. I think you want yeah. it to be like, do I like it? Do I think. I, like I think this beer is one that could be. You could get Stockholm syndrome with. You could, actually, <laughs> you could end up end up loving it, uh, yeah. even though you don't really know why. Yeah, you could maybe you shouldn't cake. love it. Maybe that's exactly what it should be called, Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, it's uh, the thing is that, that this this one was always going to be a bit of a gamble because there's it doesn't follow a style like it's not like right okay this is what I'm aiming to do it is just right I've got leftover stuff can I make a beer out of it yes and yeah <laughs> you, like, like you definitely can and it doesn't have to taste terrible it doesn't have to be you know completely mental it can be you know something which does follow certain guidelines but. It tastes quite boozy. What's the ABV on this one? I, I, I mean, it's, it's... Let me just, just have a, a quick little look. Um, uh, four and a half percent. Yeah, and you've put, what, four hops in it? Yeah. And what about malts and other other shenanigans? Mm. That was, yeah, that was a long list, wasn't it? Seven. Seven yeah. different malts and yeah. grains. Yeah. I had a lot to use Has up. it got rye in it? No. <laughs> okay, why does it taste of rye then? Uh, well, I mean, uh, I suppose that could be a mix between the the caramel and maybe the biscuit malt. Could be helping bring yeah. out some mm. of that spiciness. Also, getting sort of chocolatey notes. Which is, uh, that'll uh, be the caro aroma. Yeah, the caro aroma will be bringing that. But uh, definitely sweet chocolate rather than bite chocolate. Yeah. That you get in um, some of the more aggressive sort of darker beers. It's a crazy beer. I reckon. I reckon you could uh, put us in a, in a cask and the nags and just call it something wacky and it would sell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, 4.5. 4.5, just say it's by five towns or something. And <laughs> it <will sell. laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's decent for for a beer that was basically just uh, a you know Heinz fifty Heinz fifty seven. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's it's pretty good. It's, yeah. uh, You're just banging what you got and go for it. It tastes more of a thoroughbred than a mongrel. Yeah, nice. Oh, that's nice. good. That's. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm pleased nice. with that. How do you feel about it, Mike? Yeah, it's good. I no, I'm I'm sipping it a lot more regularly than I was anticipating. Yeah, so that's that's good because I've yeah. got a keg of it. So I'm getting a, I'm getting a sort of a smokiness to it as well as I go down as I go mm. down the taste and now I'm getting this kind of smokiness to it, uh, sort of kind of probably from the probably from sort of roasted malts I imagine. Yeah, yeah. So there's nothing kind of truly dark in there. Uh, but you know, the, like the caro aroma, the biscuit malt, so they, they've all got very biscuity. Yes, yeah. But I think, like, if you're doing that sort of beer and you're just using up some of the specialty malts, that's going to be the way it's going to yeah, go, absolutely. whether you like it or not, because they they tend to be the ones that you've got 100 grams of that, 200 grams of that kicking about. Like, you know. it, remi- it reminds me a bit of uh, one of the beers I've reviewed actually, which uh, you can only get in bottle, which is uh, uh, you had the brewery Batemans, yeah, it's a traditional brewery, and they do a beer called Combined Harvest, which has fo- which has uh, it has four different grains in it and okay. that's got a real kind of real sort of complex palette of, yes, of that yeah. kind of molten grain I think it has like rye and wheat and barley and, and something else is it oats I think and it just it's got that real interesting sort of complex taste yeah so it reminds me a bit of that but more hoppy okay nice well uh, have we got one more to try we've got one more should we should we Let's do that get it. right then finally we've got what I've dubbed a Thames Pills uh, that is because it's my recreation of a sort of German pills style beer, but before I learned anything about water chemistry, so I just went ahead and did it with our very, very calcium carbonate heavy Thames water. Does it use pills in the malt? Uh, yes, yeah. Okay, lots so of, it lots can, of, you can call it a pills now. Yeah, That's yeah. Good. Lots of lots of pills in the malt. Uh, use a, a, a sort of German pills la- uh, yeast and uh, mandarina uh, mittelfrüh. For hops, which is a, a very traditional sort of German lager hop. Tens uh, pills, of course, the things you also find people uh, dealing in down the canal yes. uh, <laughs> late at night. Yes, and equally delicious. <laughs> yes. Are they? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, somebody, I guess. Yes. Uh, it come out as uh, 4.6, uh, which is roughly what I intended. But uh, uh, it, it's just been an, an interesting experiment to see what would happen making a lager out of Thames water. So yeah. here we go. Nice. Let's give okay. it a go. Okay, so uh, looks like a lager, uh, not too much carbonation. Smells very lagery. This is this is. I think this is going to be what it says in the tin, kind of thing. <laughs> yes. the taste pretty straight down the line. It's what you want from a lager, though, don't you? Mm. Tastes like a lager. It's yes. nice. It's basically everything you expect. Uh, but I've never had a homebrew lager, so this is a, this is a new experience. I've had homebrew other beers before. I've never had a lager homebrew mm. before, so. That is really nice, actually. It's a very easygoing, um, quite flavour. And what so what hops you put in this? Uh, so, uh, as I say, Halatau Mitofra. Yeah, uh, so very standard hot, uh, standard uh, noble. Hop. Yeah, uh, not not a huge amount of flavour, not a huge amount of IBUs yeah, it's, either. It's just going for pure crispness, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's a really really good lager. It's it's perfectly tasty. Um, yeah, I don't think there's much more to say other than Yay. that it's uh, you know. And I've tried a lot of lagers in the, mm. in the book I reviewed. Um, this would rank highly in my lager expectations. This That's is not, good. you know, this is this is not a this is not a red stripe. Uh, <laughs> there yes. you go. That's good, isn't it? Ah, can, it's I not a red stripe. On, no, on... this. Uh, that's yeah. I think it's really tasty. Well done. It's, it, it definitely has that more pilsen taste. So it doesn't take a. It tastes like a pilsen rather than a sort of bog standard lager. Yeah. Uh, it's a. It's this is what I do. If I had this served to me as a pint, 
in a German craft beer bar that was a, that was a, their own brewed pilsner, I'd be very happy with this. Mm. Be, that's how what I expect. Mm. So I'd say you've done a really good. Uh, I would say the water the water uh, purification thing is irrelevant in the taste. You wouldn't you wouldn't know uh, no. the fact you hadn't purified the water. I don't think I don't think it's relevant in this case. Cool. Well, that's that's good to know. Uh, I've got the advantage of having got it at uh, at home on keg, where it is actually slightly different. Uh, this this is uh, the bottle conditioned version that we that we're using at Cow's House, and in the keg, the hops uh, were just a little bit more prominent, and so for a long time it tasted a lot more like just a pale ale. Uh, just a very crisp, clean, pale ale, and it's only been in the last uh, little while that that lagering process has been long enough that it's started mm. to develop that really lagery malt bite. Whereas this beer, I think the hops have dropped out a bit more. The 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 sort of lagering process has has happened a lot quicker, yeah. and and it is tasting more like an actual lager, which I'm very pleased with. This is this is the first one of the bottles I've cracked open. So yeah, it's, uh, no, it, 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 it's really good. I mean, I've I've done a, a couple of lagers beforehand. And I've never really bottled any of them, uh, so I've just had them all all on keg. And it, it it would be interesting to see, you know, whether or not it does just lager out faster in the mm. uh, in in the bottles or not. Because I kept them at room temperature as well, rather yeah. than at that sort of standard lagering temperature. Yeah. So nah. interesting. Well, it hasn't suffered for it. It's um, yeah, it's really good. Very pleasant mm. indeed. I wonder if there's something in that. Uh, store your lager bottles warmer. Warm to lager them faster maybe yeah does lagering depend on heat <clears throat> that, well that's a question isn't it who um, knows i mean it, so, well, like, like, what's, like, what's modern what's conventional wisdom about lagering heat uh well the, the, the lagering process does have to happen cold um the the conditioning after the lagering process can happen warm um but it's it the lagering process is a cold process it does that that is the way it goes uh, but it's just down to the way the beer was made because it was always made during the winter times, uh, and it's just because it ferments out at ten degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah the fermentation was really low. Yeah, and, um, as as standard. Nice. But, yeah. No, it's, it's very good. good. Stuff. I like right. it. Well, that's the end of the beers that we have for us to try today. Thank you very much, James Moore. Yeah, thank you. Pleasure. Do, do definitely check out his A Thousand and One Beers. Uh, it's 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 very good. Well, especially as you guys are about to feature on it. Yeah, Yay. yeah, you got to see our faces on there because yeah. yeah, a lot of people might never have seen our faces. Uh, it's true, it's true. Unless we, we unless they frequent the uh, the next head, of course. Yeah, or if, or, or, or if you go to uh, kaiju.fm and check out our uh, host profiles as well, mm, which you there. should do. Yeah, you should do. Yeah. Yes. All right then. Well, right, thanks very much, everyone. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye.